Good afternoon and happy day after Luther Burden Day to Missouri fans. That's just what we're going to call every day for like the next 30 days. It is not October 20th. It is not Wednesday. It's just happy day after Luther Burden Day or happy five days after Luther Burden Day or whatever. This is the 573 Report, our regularly scheduled Wednesday show. Mitchell Forty going to be along with me in just a minute. We'll talk about... All the uh, latest happenings in Mizzou sports. So, in other words, we'll talk about Luther Burden for like 30 minutes uh, in all likelihood, and that's fine. We'll talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. Appreciate those of you who are joining us here live. If you are live with us, hit the uh, like button, subscribe to the channel. If you're listening on the podcast, leave us only happy, positive reviews and tell us how amazing we are at our jobs, and we would really appreciate that. Um, this show is brought to you every week. By 573 T's, you can find them physically at uh, in Alley A in Columbia. That's between 9th and 10th Street, just about a block off Broadway. Actually, about a half block off Broadway. Uh, you can also find them on the internet at 573TEES.com. They have some Power Mizzou gear. They actually have uh, a, a new shirt in honor of Missouri's newest commitment, um, and it appears to perfectly follow all NCAA rules and, and all that. So uh, you are welcome to buy it and wear it. Um, we also actually are going to give a couple of those away during the course of the show here at some point. So stick around uh, in the comments section. You'll have a chance to get a free t-shirt and uh, Hey, everybody likes free t-shirts. What's up, Mitch? How you doing? Man? Yeah, I think, I think that's a, a fact. I think Fair that, statement. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you see, you see how people fight over the t-shirts at like basketball games and stuff. Everyone <laughs> likes a free t-shirt. Right. I, I mean, free and you could shoot legitimately anything out of that t-shirt cannon and people would fight. For it. <laughs> like it doesn't even, it, it, even, kill, should, even kielbasas because many more people. Well, some people would be disappointed if it was a kielbasa, but I would like to see, like, I would like to actually see a team just like, uh, fire out Ziploc bags full of like dog crap. You know, in the in the stands, and just catch people off guard, and see people just flying to grab them, and then be very disappointed. Yeah, but then the whole arena would probably smell bad. <laughs> do it, do it like in the fourth quarter. It'd be fine. Uh, so yeah, that's that's where we're at. Um, let's see. Uh, Kevin Rogers wants to know about Missouri's commitment yesterday. I heard about this, Mitch. It seems to be a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, big enough deal to uh, get you and Sean Williams out to St. Louis and, and provide us that excellent coverage. Get me out you of the house. filibuster yeah. for about 25 minutes before the announcement. I was pretty impressed with your ability to do that. So I was uh, running out of things to say. I, I There wasn't a lot. At one uh, for, point, I, I thought about texting you and just being like, do you want me to call in and just chat? <laughs> fortunately, I did have approximately... I don't want to overestimate here. I'd say it was probably only 10 to 15, but a number of Georgia fans calling me many colorful names for following the rules and wearing a mask. So that was much appreciated. Yeah. At least, you know, Hopefully yeah, they'll join us nothing. here. I'm not wearing a mask in my home office, so you can't call me any of those names you came up with last night. So, But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, big deal. Like, it, yeah, it's, it's... It, Hey, they needed a win, right? Like, they're really not winning on the football field right now. Um, so they got to win in, in a place they could get one. 100%. Yeah, I mean, it was always going to be a huge deal for, for Missouri to land a player of the caliber of Luther Burden. Obviously, you all know by now, five-star recruit, number one receiver in the country. Could have gone just about anywhere. Um, you know, chose Missouri over Georgia. But especially to have it come in, in the midst of a season where things, you know, haven't gone maybe as planned. It looks like it's going to be a little bit of a disappointing season. 
bowl eligibility looks like a little bit of a long shot. I think, you know, it kind of backs up what Eli Drinkwood said after the game. Like, you know, this is a process. We, we've got a lot of steps to go to get back to where we need to be. And, and this, I think, instills some, some of the faith that was there before the season that he can do that because he can get the talent in Columbia necessary to do that. And, and now, I mean, obviously, the, the, the line of thinking goes from, okay, if he can do this off of this season, what can he do if they get to eight wins, nine wins? You know, and, and it's, it's kind of like the question people always asked about Gary Pinkle, and I saw it on the board last night. Well, what if Gary Pinkle... If he can do this with the two and three stars, what could he do with the four and five stars? And we never really found out. Um, and who knows? We'll see. The one thing we know Eli Drinkwitz is really good at right now is recruiting. Like, he mm -hmm. can do that. There is no question. It, in recruiting, like, stars matter. And we make that argument all the time. But also, they yeah. aren't a foolproof thing. We've seen Tennessee the last 10 years, and they've recruited at a level very similar to what Missouri is recruiting at right now. For sure, for sure. I, I was at first on your, you know, bringing up the uh, Gary Pinkle thing. Like, you know, I think the question was like, what if Gary Pinkle was this good of a recruiter? I mean, he was. Gary Pinkle was a, a, a better recruiter because his results were better. I mean, right. like, I know, you know, obviously rivals, you know, I, I'm going to champion the, the work that our company does. I think they do good work in, in making these rankings and they do matter. But ultimately, your recruits were good if they play good on the field. I mean, right. that's the only real measure of a successful recruiter. Yes. So he was uh, the best recruiter Missouri has had, you know, at least in the modern era by by that measure. But yeah, I mean, like, I think it's it's extremely exciting for Missouri fans and with good reason that, that Eli Drinkwitz is able to sell the guys he's selling right now on Mizzou, even without the on-field results to back it up. And like, I don't necessarily think, you know, you're going to suddenly see, you know, Mizzou recruiting like, you know, Clemson or Alabama or something or Georgia or anything like that if they if they start winning a few more games. But it can't hurt. I mean, I assume it's only, an e you know, only becomes an easier sell to, you know, when you when you're able to say like, yeah, we've, uh, you know, we, we've we're going to this bowl game where we're a win or two away from, from, you know, winning the sec East as opposed to like, yeah, we got a long way to go, but come help build the foundation. And, and we've said all along, look, Missouri doesn't have to be second in the sec in recruiting. They just have to quit being 13th. Right. Yes. I mean, they're fifth right now. If Missouri ends up fifth in the sec, I legitimately thought that was a thing that could never happen. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I think I think I mean, Kentucky is, is the great model and they're showing right now like Mark Stoops is recruiting at a level that that program has never experienced before. But it's not insane. You know, they're they're in like the 20s nationally, like every year, you know, they they, they pull some some guys out of Big Ten country, some four star kids, you know, get the ones from their own state. But it's not like they're rolling in the you know four and five stars. But they were able to stack those classes on top of each other. And they're, you know, obviously coaching staff knows what they're doing, is able to develop them and and look at it now. I mean, like, you know, they're not one of these schools like in the SEC right now. We're seeing, you know, Texas A&M just extended their coach to pay him nine million dollars a year. And LSU's buying out a coach that just won a national title 17 months ago. I mean, Kentucky's just kind of plodding along and, and better than both of those schools right now. So, yeah, it can be done. Um, Kyle has the pertinent question. What do we ask about now? I mean, I just want to say, Kyle, like you can legitimately ask about anything. We may not answer it, but you can ask about anything you want. Um, uh, here's, uh, here's what you should here. I'm going to actually ask you right now. The first, first giveaway we're going to do here. We're going to do a couple of them from five, five, seven, three T's. If you haven't seen it, uh, I, both Mitch and I retweeted the five, seven, three T's shirt last night. They, they did a, a kind of a Luther burden t-shirt, um, does not have his name on it, but it's a, a five star, uh, t-shirt. And, um, 
So we're going to give one of those away to the first person that can uh, give me the right answer in the comment section here. Obviously, Luther Burden is Missouri's first five-star since 2012, I believe. He would be the highest-rated player on the Missouri roster today, but he is not on the Missouri roster. So the trivia question is, who is the highest-rated player by Rivals.com on Missouri's roster right now? I looked it up, so I know. So all you've got to do is be the first person to type the answer to that question in the comments, and then um, I'll, uh, I'll reply to you or get your email address or something like that. We'll figure out a way. Um, that, that we can connect and, and get you the free T-shirt. So who is the highest-rated player by Rivals.com on Missouri's current roster? Um, I probably wouldn't have known this, honestly. I might have, but I had to look it up. I, I think I know it, but, I, I mean, obviously I didn't, I didn't know this was coming, so I will yeah. be curious to see if I am right or wrong. Yeah, and you are not getting the, uh, you are not getting the free T-shirt either way. That's we, all right. That's, that's fine. I get I get a fair amount of stuff from uh, five seven three T's as it is, which I appreciate. Yeah, and uh, and we do we do actually have our winners. Jamie Paredes uh, identified Mookie Cooper, who was a uh, six point oh four star in the Rivals dot com rankings. So uh, it is that Mookie was my Cooper. guess as well. Yeah, well, me too. Now nice. I, I'll just say, <laughs> obviously, that was my guess. Uh, so, but uh, but yeah. So uh, Jamie Paredes. Uh, you can DM me on Twitter or you can email me at powermazoo at gmail.com. We'll get you your T-shirt. We'll have another chance to win. Um, I've got another uh, trivia question for you guys later. It's actually much more difficult than that one. Uh, but if you have a computer and are able to Google things, you might be able to figure it out. So, um, well, I'm a huge fan of the trivia questions. I think we should do this more often. I, I got to find more people that are willing to give stuff away here on the show. I guess that's a good point. Unless, yeah. we Mitch, just, maybe we, we could just actually pull out a T-shirt like out of our closet and be like, here, right, that's what, I, I'm giving that's away it. this blue T-shirt with white stripes this week. <laughs> that's that's exactly what I was about to say. Like, we can just start giving away our own personal <laughs> belongings. Like, uh, yeah, I got an extra roll of paper towels. Right here. I got I got two of these uh, Kansas City Chiefs coffee mugs. You can have one of them. So uh, next trivia question. Um, all right. Uh, Blake Casey wants to know, is it time to talk about the upcoming Pride, Toriano Pride flip? I, God love how, like, I say it all the time. I just couldn't live on this emotional pendulum. Because, uh, like, literally... 48 hours ago, everything was awful. Like the world was ending and Missouri should fire everyone and quit playing football. And now it's amazing. And like, I'm not trying to make fun of you guys. I probably am, but I'm not, I, I look, I do the same thing. Like at halftime, I was ready to give up on chief season into the, into the game on Sunday. Chiefs are winning the Super Bowl. I think it's very obvious. So we all do it. Um, I'm making fun of sports fans in general, but I think we're going way cart before horse on this Toriano pride thing. Like he was at the game on Saturday. He was not at the game in an official recruiting capacity. So far as I have been able to figure out, he showed up. Um, he was not like a part of all the recruiting activities that went on with the visitors. I think he showed up and watched the game with some friends, to be quite honest with you. I don't even know if he stayed after the game. So is it, possible that because Luther Burden flipped, Toriano Pride is going to listen to Missouri and flip? Sure, I, yeah, I guess it's possible, but I have no indication thus far that that's a thing that's happening. 
Right, yeah. I would just characterize it as like something to keep an eye on, but not something to get your hopes up about. Um, you know, we've do documented on here before that very few recruits flipped from Clemson. And until, you know, last Saturday, we had absolutely no indication that he was interested in flipping from Clemson. You know, I think the staff didn't didn't have that indication right. either. So, you know, and like you said, I think it's really telling that, you know, he, he didn't tell the staff he was going to that that game. I mean, he just showed up with some friends. It's from what yeah. we can understand, from what we gather. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's possible, but I don't think it's likely by any means. Right. At least not yet. And, um, you know, and also I do want to be a little bit careful. Like I posted a, a Darren Sunka quote that, you know, was talking about how, hey, a ton of people are going to follow Luther and this could be a top 10 class, maybe even top five and blah, blah, blah. And like, yes, that could happen. But We've seen a lot of these things where somebody commits and it's like, oh, this is just the first. There's a lot more to come. And I mean, there are a lot more commitments to come, as we were talking about in the pre-show meeting. They've got 10 spots left. They're going to get more kids. They may be highly rated kids. They may be kids that came because of Luther Burden. But I think we also need to pump the brakes just a little bit on Luther Burden has like taken this from good recruiting to like recruiting that seems almost impossible i i don't know that i don't think you're just gonna have like a random five star from fort worth go oh luther burden went to missouri i think i want to do that too you know i think it's mm -hmm. the effect is much more local and maybe semi-regional than i think it is a national thing yeah i agree i i wouldn't be surprised if the biggest effect is more so in like the 2023 class and beyond because yeah. 2022 guys we're pretty far down the road you know i mean like it, and, and missouri especially is far down the road with all the in-state guys i mean there's I can't think of anyone in the St. Louis area who's not committed elsewhere that Mizzou is still recruiting. Um, there's, right. you know, obviously uh, a couple guys in the Kansas City area and then uh, DJ Westlack in Boonville. But I like I don't I don't all of a sudden see. And, and yes, the pride thing could happen. But like we said, it's unlikely. But I don't all of a sudden see like, you know, Tyson Ford, who's never been interested in Mizzou saying, oh, well, Luther Burden committed there. I'm going to do that. Or and especially, like you said, guys from elsewhere now. I definitely think this helps with just the the idea for future classes of, you know, making it cool to, to go to Mizzou again. And you talked about, how, you know, going to that uh, CBCE St. Louis game, how like Luther Burden had some status even oh, among, yeah. Yeah. you know, good, good football players in St. Louis. There's a post on our board of, you know, someone who coaches an eighth grade football team that was all tuned into the announcement because they look up to Luther Burden. So like it helps going forward yes. for sure. I just, I, I would be willing to bet this. This is the high point of where Mizzou's recruiting class will be ranked right now at number 15. It, I, I do not think it will finish higher than this. Okay. Uh, that'll be interesting to see because I looked at it. Most of the schools behind them have more commitments, um, you know, but also now Missouri's kind of getting to the point where signing a low three-star or getting a commitment from a low three-star might actually lower the recruiting ranking, you know, so it will be right. interesting. Yeah, and I also think that like, and, and you know, we, we I, I do, like I said, the, these recruiting rankings do matter, but don't put as much stock in it right now with all the craziness going on with the roster situation because these the size differentials in these classes are going to be insane. I mean, we could see some classes sign 30 high school 32. kids yeah. and some sign like 10 because yeah. like a lot of these places are not going to have room to sign a full class and everyone's right. going to want to save some room for transfers. So like, I don't know, Mizzou, I don't, I don't know if I'm not a hundred percent sure and, if they'll get to 20 high school kids. I assume they will, but I'm not a hundred percent. Like, and, and I don't want to like I don't blame rivals for this or anybody else that does rankings, but class rankings we've got to figure out a way to include transfers in them now. 
Yeah. And, and I yeah. understand why we haven't, because this wasn't really ever a thing before, but it's such a thing now that I think I, I think we've got to get it figured out how we can do that to make it uh, to make it more accurate. I'm going to be a wet blanket on this question before I even post it. So I'm just going to warn you, Cam Cameron, you're not really going to love my answer. Um, yesterday was the biggest day in Mizzou athletics since when? I guess the MPJ commitment, but given what happened, I would say the biggest day since Arkansas in, the, in 2014. First of all, like, yeah, given what happened with the MPJ commitment, I mean, but we don't know what's going to happen with the Luther Burden commitment. I mean, I think he's going to be in the NFL after three seasons, but I don't know that. He might catch seven passes in college, right? Uh, um, so it's not bigger than Michael Porter Jr.'s commitment, but also... Missouri played in the NCAA tournament seven months ago. That is bigger than this. It, it just is. It's actually on the field. It's like you were saying, Mitch, about the the Pinkle stuff. You know who knows that Sean Weatherspoon was a two-star recruit? Missouri fans and Sean Weatherspoon. That's it. Nobody else cares. Everybody else knows he was a three-time All-Big 12 player and a first-round NFL draft pick. Um, so... It, I'm not telling you not to be excited. Everybody should be excited about this. It's a big deal. But... It's not bigger than playing in the NCAA tournament or hiring a coach for that matter. This isn't as big yeah. as Eli Drinkwitz, you know, 22 months ago. Right. And I, I get it. Like, it's, you know, if you're talking about just like one singular moment, you can celebrate like the basketball season last year. Maybe didn't have one that quite matched up, although beating Alabama, beating Illinois, those were both right. big wins. I don't know. Probably, you know, also would have to take into account whether someone's a football fan or a basketball fan or whatever. But I will say this. I was thinking about this last night. If you pulled Mizzou fans, do you think they would have ra they would rather have beat out Georgia to land Luther Burden or beat Georgia on the field this season? I think the answer what? would have overwhelmingly been Luther Burden because everyone already knew this season was yes. you know, kind of not but going. What, I mean, no what matter if you, what. What if you had asked that question two months ago? On the day he committed, decommitted from Oklahoma, on August 17th, if you posed that question, I, it's it's closer yeah, it's than different. it should be, but I think the majority takes beating Georgia. Yeah, probably true. But I I, I do like I get I get why people are excited for sure is what I'm trying to say. And and that and that especially right now when you know there's not a lot to get excited about the remainder of this season. There hasn't been for a few years. You know, any time where it's like oh my gosh, one one thing breaks our way, we could win the East, something like that. Like I I, I get it. Um, all right, Michael wants to know, it may not mean anything and probably doesn't, but does this provide a spark on the field the rest of the season? I, I think no for one very simple reason. Um, first of all, whether they will ever say it out loud or not, every player on Missouri's roster that plays wide receiver just got competition, right? Now, maybe you're saying, hey, does that make them play harder? I don't know. But, but I think the bigger thing is most of the guys who are playing on Missouri's team, frankly, are a little bit older. A lot of them will never be on campus with Luther Burton. Tyler Beatty probably doesn't particularly care that Missouri signed Luther Burton, right? Daniel Parker probably doesn't. I mean, yes, they're excited for the program, and it's good news and all that, but you get my point. I mean, it's not I, – I don't think it's going to lead to them playing against, any better against Florida or Arkansas. And, and there will also reach a point, because I've had this – I've seen this actually happen before – Sheldon Richardson, that recruiting process was so long and so celebrated. And the first week of fall camp, a whole bunch of us were asking questions about Sheldon Richardson, and he was delayed by academic stuff. And, I mean, there were players on the team going, I, I don't want to talk about a guy that's not here. Like, I, I want to talk about this team. 
and what we need to do to be good this season. And if Sheldon comes in and he's great, then that's fantastic. But he's not even a starter on this team right now. You know, so there is, I don't want to call it resentment because that's the wrong word, but it has the potential to reach resentment if, and I think we've seen a little bit, I think the people are on to something, and I don't mean to just keep kind of rambling on, but I think people are on to something, Mitch, and talking about how much of this season has to do with the fact that Eli Drinkwitz has been pretty publicly critical of the talent on his roster. And how many guys are going, you know, man, that's not really coach standing behind me. And how much does that affect motivation and effort on Saturday? I think it's a thing. I don't know how big of a thing, but I think it's a thing. Yeah, a couple things. One, I, I don't I doubt there's like much resentment towards the staff signing Luther Burden on the field, but I would just say that it's not something players really think about. Like, right. They don't I mean, care. They, they were I'm sure they were happy in the moment, but they're not gonna take the field against Vanderbilt in two weeks and be like, Oh yeah, guess what? Remember we signed Luther Burden. That means we gotta play better. Like that's just not how it works. Two, I do agree and, and uh something I touched on a little bit on Monday, like I, I think that I think that there's something to the fact that Eli Drinkwitz has, you know, multiple times talked about, you know, we got to recruit, recruit, recruit. We got to keep, mm-hmm. you know, bringing in more talent. You know, this thing isn't going to build itself overnight. He's being honest. And like part of me definitely appreciates that right. because, you know, it makes our job easier of not having to basically, commu- you know, communicate that to fans. But yeah, I can see how that causes some issues, especially with the guys who, you know, weren't recruited by him, who, who are still left mm-hmm. on the team, who are saying, you know, we've worked pretty hard for you over the last, you know, almost two years here. We sacrificed a lot last year. Some of us came back this year when we didn't have to. That's mm-hmm. the, you know, maybe not exactly making me feel super good about uh, playing my hardest for you. So I don't know. Like, I don't want to, I, I don't like to speculate too much about that type of right. thing just because we don't know and we're not in there. And I, I never, but it's not impossible. It. Not trying hard, but yeah, that it would make sense to me. I'll put it yeah. that way. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll, we'll finish up here in a few minutes, but uh, we'll go ahead and do our, our second trivia question. Mitch, I'm going to just say right now, I think there's no chance you know this one. Um, all right. So the last five-star that Missouri signed was DGB in 2012. He was obviously the number one player in the state of Missouri because he was the number one player in the country. Who was the number two player in the state of Missouri in that class? Again, if you have a Google machine in front of you, it's not going to take you super long to figure it out. But the first person who replies, I'll be amazed if somebody can reply without looking it up and get the right answer. I couldn't. Um, I assume this is rivals rankings. Rivals rankings. Yes. Number two player behind Doriel Green Beckham in the state of Missouri. So um, first, first answer, we'll, uh, we'll get another free uh, Luther Burden t-shirt. We actually have two to give away. You don't have to share yours with Jamie. You don't, you're not going to have to like mail it back and <laughs> forth and, and, and try Like Jamie wears it on Wednesdays and then washes it and somebody else gets it on, on Monday. Um, so uh, I, I don't know, Mitch, I think not a lot of access to the team. I mean, there's a couple players available this afternoon, but you were on the, the uh, teleconference with Eli Drinkwitz. I, I don't know anything of, of note that people will be interested in. Um, not too much. Um, you know, I mean, talked a little bit about just kind of self scouting and the takeaways during the bye week. And, uh, he said basically, you know, three three big points of emphasis: penalties, turnovers, and slow starts. And uh, I asked him just kind of, you know, what has has gone into the slow starts, and he 
and turned around and said turnovers, turnovers and, and penalties. penalties. So yeah. that makes sense. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, you know, he did say that there's a few new injuries to report coming out of the A&M game. He's going to send out a uh, injury report on Thursday. So I guess tomorrow, like they do every week, even though they're not playing this this week. Um, that was really it. I mean, yeah. someone asked him about Luther Burden, which is a no-no because he's not allowed to talk about unsigned players. Yeah. Uh, yeah, media. That's, that's all, I, all look, I really got to report. I get why fans don't understand all the rules, but like it's our job. We got to know yeah. the rules. That's insulting, uh, to be quite honest. Um, Actually, he. I do give him credit. He still answered the question, just talking right. around it. I. I don't think I would have. I remember at a at a press conference uh, shortly after Michael Keck committed, somebody asked uh, asked Gary Pinkle about it, and Gary Pinkle just said, "I would go to jail if I answered that question." I don't think that's actually <laughs> true. I do not think Gary would have been imprisoned for discussing Michael Keck's commitment, but he would have gotten in trouble. Um, Eric Wenzel is our winner of the contest, uh, answering correctly. Andre Pipkins, who uh, was a defensive lineman out of Park Hill who signed with Michigan. So, Eric, again, um, DM me on Twitter or email me at powermazoo at gmail.com. We'll get you hooked up with a free T-shirt. I'd also like to know in the comments, Eric, if you had to Google that. Because if you just knew that Andre Pipkins was the number two player in the state, I'm incredibly impressed because Andre Pipkins went to the same high school I went to, and I frankly forgot he existed. Like, I, not only did I not know he was the number two player in the state, I didn't remember that he was a person so you know that's the thing. yeah I, i've never heard of him <laughs> i i kind of figured that would be the case yeah so uh so eric and jamie again shoot me an email and um and we'll get your uh we'll get get you set up with a free t-shirt 573 will probably ship it to you um and i do want to ask you guys to support them they've been great partners of us business is is going great for those guys um over there and they they do a really good job they're always coming up with new stuff and topical stuff so uh they can do custom stuff make sure to check them out at 573tes.com um i don't know mitch i like i kind of feel like it's all right let's take a minute and catch our breath here between you know it's it, burden is over bye week is ongoing i, I mean jay macklin entered the transfer portal this morning i we're going to see more of that Guys who are not yes. playing on this team, and I'm not going to sit here and list them and speculate. I've got some guys in mind that I think are, are probably it would make sense, but I'm not going to do that. It's not fair to those kids, but there are going to be quite a few defections from this roster. Yeah, I feel like this would be a good time to explain. And, and you know, I get it. Burden thing has been in the news. Everyone wants to know, like, what's next? What's next for this class? And I'm going to have a perfect class update out tomorrow morning. So keep an eye out for that. But, uh, you know, the numbers thing, I've explained it a couple times on the message board this morning. And uh, so here's the deal. Every year previously, you could sign 25 new players. That is incoming freshman, junior college transfers, all of it, max 25. This year, the NCAA passed a one-time waiver that I think will end up being permanent, but for now it's just for this year, that says you can replace up to seven players who transfer out with an additional signee. So you can sign up to 32 if seven transfer out. Mizzou will have at least seven transfer out. I do not think it will have room to get to 32. It okay. might, but right now there are 11 players who are going to exhaust their eligibility after this year. There are already 15 committed. So you would have to have, what, another 21 transfer out in order to get to 32. And that's what? not just transfer. That, Is that you could, right? You could, you could count. Yeah, because they're already they're at 85 scholarships. Okay. So they are – and that's not just but, transfer out. That's, that's but also only, including guys who leave early. 
like Tyler Beatty. Okay. He, he doesn't exhaust his eligibility, but he's going to leave. You know, there's going to be more of those guys. Like Case Cook's probably going to leave. I don't know what more he could prove by staying in college. All I'm saying is I would be surprised if they get to 32. My guess, I just ran through the roster yesterday and just kind of put a, like, you know, yes, yes, probably is whatever. I'm, I'm saying t- somewhere between 25 and 30 total, including transfers, is how many they will sign in, in the 2022 class. Okay. Um, yeah, that's 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 fair. I, I See, I, I'll admit, and this is like I just insulted people for not knowing the rules. I, I'll admit, like, it, it is, it's still very difficult for me to keep track of exactly who counts for this year and who is counting. Because, like, we've only got them at, like, 77 or something for this year, but that includes, like, eight guys they have on scholarship that don't actually count as being on scholarship this year because they're super yeah. seniors and things like that. So Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I just went through the actual football roster page and just counted, and I was like, okay, he's on. And, and that includes some guys who, you know, got scholarships midseason, right. like Richard Taylor and Chance May, who I don't know if we have them listed as having a scholarship. We have and those also, guys. We do not yet have Daniel Hawthorne and Michael Cox from yesterday. Right. I don't know if Drinkwitz, like, talked about that or confirmed that. He, but he, he didn't heard. mention it. I didn't yeah. really feel like it was worth asking to be totally right. honest with you. But um, so, yeah, I mean, like, I, from what, as far as I know, they're at 85 right now, or at least very close. So it would take something, you know, yeah, something like 21 more guys deciding either to leave early or transfer out. And, and it, they might get close to that, but I don't think they will sign 32. Yeah, boy. I mean, if they had 20 dudes transfer out, I mean, you still got to field a team, but uh, right. we'll see, you know. So, yeah. And, and like I said, that's, it's not like, you know, yeah, it'll be, it'll be like Tyler Beatty. I'll, I'll, I'm sure, you know, go on to try his chances in the NFL. There'll be a few more, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Luther Burden is going to Missouri. I mean, I think that's pretty safe to say. I would be very surprised if something happened in the next two months that prevented that from being the case. Uh, I, I think that's a done deal. Um, we'll, they're going to sign other players. We don't know who they are. Um, and they can't lose a football game on Saturday. So it's all good news. <laughs> That's right. All right, Mitch. Appreciate it, man. We'll, uh, we'll let you go. I know there's some, some player interviews this afternoon in, uh, in Columbia. And other than that, I don't know. We'll just kind of see what happens, I guess. Yeah. I'm hoping for a quiet bye weekend. Yep. Yeah. All right, man. Have a good one. Um, we will talk to you later on the way out the door. Want to, uh, thank you guys for, for joining us here. I mean, we didn't hit the 5,000 that we hit on the live stream last night, but good crowd for a Wednesday afternoon. Hopefully we, uh, we helped you pass some of the lunch hour. And if you are watching here with us live, hit the like button on the show. That helps us out. If you are listening on the podcast that I will post momentarily after this, uh, leave us a five-star review, leave a nice comment, all that, wherever you get your podcast, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud, we're available on all of those places. So appreciate you guys um, doing that. And uh, we will have a pick show this week. I'm actually recording it tomorrow. It's it's on Thursday instead of Friday this week because there's no opponent show and because I'm leaving town on Friday. So there is a... Uh, there will be a pick show tomorrow with Denaro Alexander. We're going to do that right about the same time, right about lunchtime tomorrow. Uh, I have to figure out which games we're picking. I have absolutely no idea just yet. But we'll catch up with uh, certainly one of the best players uh, for Missouri in the last 20 years. And, hey, might even ask him what he thinks about Missouri getting a five-star wide receiver. So uh, tune in then. Appreciate you guys being here. We'll catch up.